Good morning. Today is Sunday, May 24th. Happy Rosh Chodesh. Today is Rosh Chodesh Sivan, the first day, first day of the Jewish month of Sivan, a very important day on the Jewish calendar. This is the day that the Jewish people reached uh, Midbar Sinai, the Sinai Desert. They came to the place where Sinai was in preparation for Shavuos just a couple of days from now. And today is, of course, the 45th day of the Omer. So uh, I made clear my objection to any type of private minion for now. Uh, I've spoken about it. I've written about it. Um, feel free to, to check out those details. Um, however, however, um, hopefully, if things do go in the, re- in the right way, hopefully, um, uh, we will be able uh, to, to, to be able to have minion. I mean, that's obviously the hope. And I hope that what is happening is not going to lead to more infections. I fear that the advice that has been given by some rabbis um, that I strongly disagree with, I fear that it will lead to uh, a step backwards. But, but in any event, uh, eventually, whenever we get to it, it could very well be that the first stage of reopening our shuls will be to have outdoor minyanim at shul in a way that is regulated with rules and precautions based on medical evidence. So uh, we're not there yet. Keep in mind that uh, the guidance that was given has no relevance to synagogues at all. Synagogues in Quebec are not allowed to be open and we are following that law. But eventually, hopefully, uh, that may be one of the first stages that we get to. And uh, that scenario raises two interesting questions, two interesting issues that have multiple consequences um, even when we are back in uh, normal life that I'd like to discuss with you as follows. The first is as follows. If the number of people we allow into a minion is limited to 10, so that presents a particular difficulty because, again, obviously I'm talking about from a halakhic point of view with, with Orthodox services, 10 men, 10 Jewish men is required for a minion. And that means if you're limited to 10, it must be that every single one of those 10 is contributing to making up the minion, which means it would not be possible to have any women along with sub, several other categories of people. And that's very unfortunate, even if it is understandable given the circumstances, but it is very unfortunate because it is increasing, exceptionally important to respect women's participation in public prayer. It is a special mitzvah for women to participate in public prayer, especially if a woman is saying Kaddish. It is the practice at Adath that we respect a woman saying Kaddish and answer to a woman saying Kaddish alone just as we answer to a man saying Kaddish alone. And uh, to be able to respect that participation is very important. And, and to have to say that we can only allow 10 and therefore it has to be 10 men because otherwise we will not have a, a minion. Yes, on the one hand, I understand how the math works, 
but that is a very important uh, problem that we need to at least recognize. And the, the issue of respecting women when they come to prayer in shul is something that we make um, a hallmark of a death, and I speak about it a lot, but it's something that does not only apply to this issue, it applies in many, many applications of this issue um, to respect the location where women sit in shul, uh, to make sure that it is not an afterthought, to make sure that it is a place where they are equally close, where they are, have as good a, a, a line of sight, um, access to uh, uh, closeness to the the person leading the Torah, at lead, uh, leading the davening, and and having the alias and reading the Torah. Certainly, this section where women sit needs to be treated with the same respect as the other parts of davening. And I'm very proud that at a death that normally is the case, but in some places it's not. In some places, it is quite common to see the seats in the women's section usually. Um, filled with coats um, uh, discarded by men as they come into shul. And uh, the women's section is not a coat rack. It is a holy part of the shul and should be treated as a holy part of the shul. And uh, coats should be kept in the coat room. Even the words that we use are important. Uh, often you'll hear, I hear, um, let's say it's the evening and there's a small crowd and someone will say, uh, do, we have a, do we have a minion? How many people are here? Well, uh, we need to be a little bit more sensitive to the language because, of course, it's not a question of how many people are here. You could have 10 people, you could have 12 people, but you're asking the question how many men who are available to be part of the minion are here. So we should be more precise and recognize the fact that there are people who have feelings and who should be shown respect, uh, even if they are not counted towards those 10 necessary to create uh, a minion. And I would certainly hope that uh, when it is under our control, whenever that will be, let's say it's outside or even if it's inside, <clears throat> that the number is larger than 10 so that when we are able to hold minion in under our auspices, we will be able to have women as well as men participating because their participation is uh, dear and respected and, and very important. And that's an issue that is brought up by this question of the math, but it's something that we should be sensitive to all the time. The second issue that I want to mention to you is the question of mechitza. If you have a minion in your backyard, let's just say that they allow 12 or 15 eventually. And again, I'm not talking about a minion now because any private minion I strongly object to. But when it's okay, do you need a mechitza? You have men and women standing, let's say, together in a backyard or a parking lot or a garden. Um, what about requiring a mechitza? So this is part of a lo longer discussion and the whole part of it is not for, for now, but basically speaking, there are three different opinions in halacha on the required height of a mechitza. And those three opinions are based on different reasons for mechitza and different sources for the requirement for a mechitza. 
we assume the normative opinion is the opinion of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. That's the opinion that we follow at Adaf. I would say that's the opinion that is normative within the Orthodox world. And that opinion requires a mechitza of five feet, 60 inches, which is approximately shoulder height for normal-sized adults. And Rav Moshe derives this halacha from the Beis Hamikdash. He understands that this uh, uh, mechitza was set up at a certain time of the year in the Beis Hamikdash, and therefore Rav Moshe says the whole requirement of mechitza only applies in shul. Our Mikdash Ma'at, our miniature version of the Beis Hamikdash. That is where Mechitza is required. But outside of Shul, any kind of minion davening outside of Shul does not require a Mechitza. So, for example, um, during normal times, um, a pickup minion, let's say at the airport before boarding a flight, does not require a Mechitza. Um, a wedding that you'll see taking place in the hallway, uh, I'm sorry, a, a minion that you'll see taking place at a wedding in the hallway does not require a mechitza. God forbid someone is sitting shiva and there's a minion in the shiva house, that sh minion does not require a mechitza, according to Ramosha, or a minion outside does not require a mechitza. However, there is a second source, according to Ramosha. And it goes like this. There's a medrash in Yalkut Shimoni that comes from Sefer Dvarim, the book of Dvarim, that says that the halacha is for tefillah, for prayer, shelo yiyu noshim v'gvarim b'ta'aruvos. There should not be men and women intermingled in prayer. But there needs to be a separation, a spatial separation of Dalet Amos. Let's say it's six feet. Now this is a separate halacha from the requirement of what takes place in Shul because this is not talking about a mechitza. So there are two separate requirements. In Shul, the requirement is for a mechitza, according to Ramosha, five feet tall which is what we have at a death. Outside of shul, within the context of any type of prayer, still it is not right to have men and women intermingled while there is prayer, but rather the men and women should be slightly separate. Rehearsal Schachter says, based on this, that even if we're davening at home, now, in our homes, so we don't need a mechitza because we're not in shul, still, Let's say you have men and women, let's say husband and wife, or parents and children, or grandparents, let's say they're in the same house. It would still be the right thing to have at least a little bit of spatial separation so that there is not an intermingling of men and women during that time. The same thing applies in a shiva minion. In a shiva minion, our normal practice, my normal practice, is not to require an actual minion, a mechitza, unless actually everybody agrees to it and they want such a thing. But in terms of what the halacha requires, simply to have the men standing on this side and the women standing on that side with a slight separation between them, that is all that is necessary 
for according to the opinion of uh, of Rav Moshe. So uh, we need to keep this in mind uh, for all kinds of scenarios, but hopefully when it will be relevant to us, if it's outside, if it is uh, in the street, in the garden, in the parking lot, no mochitza is needed, yet there should be separation, spatial separation. But as I said before, it should be of equal respect. So men and women side by side, not one an afterthought to the other, not one less comfortable or less uh, uh, respected than the other, because the prayers of women are as valuable, if not more valuable, than the prayers of men. And the setup that we have when we arrange prayer needs to take in mind that respect and that special obligation that women have. So I want to wish everyone a very happy day. I hope that we get to practice this soon, quickly, and of course to do it in the proper, proper manner.